Culkin was home alone Without the internet or a mobile phone Didn't have things to stop him getting downcast Like listening to this podcast Baby, we're on I'm sure they love the fact that we just bred, uh, had a bread into our microns. Like, that's the most annoying shit that you can possibly do. It's not just breath, it's also sweat, literally dripping. Oh, sexy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so it is hot. Very. Um, this is kind of, I'm not going to say unprecedented because we've been saying unprecedented for the last five years. But it's definitely the hottest week of the year, I reckon, so far. It's June. That is, I guess, quite unusual. No, I don't know. It's not like really. I don't. I don't remember okay. what the weather is supposed to be normal or not. I know that it's not normal because it's England. Whether it belongs to the month or not, I don't. I don't know. So global warming. Yeah. By the way, this is the isolation booth. My name's Anna, and my name is Danai. And yes, we are in London in about, what, 31 degree heat? I don't know, I've lost track. I'm not even checking, but I don't know. Point but is, it's, it's hot. Yeah, um, I mean, I could do with a beer already. Uh, and yeah. it's what? <laughs> it's <laughs> 10, 10 in the morning. <laughs> and also, we just went out for a run, <clears throat> uh, yeah. which adds to our sweatiness and exhaustion. Mm. And obviously, my flat does get quite hot. It's a cozy flat that is on the second floor, so we get the heat from the flat below and the flat above. And because we're recording right now, we can't even have all the windows and doors open to get a bit of a through draft. So yeah. this is going to be fun. Um, yeah, so let's get it. Let's get <laughs> over with and just go through it. Can't really think straight. Um, um, but let's try. So this week, just just a heads up. Like this week, I I think it's one of those weeks where I don't like the news in general left and right up and down there's just nothing really amazing happening um so really i'm probably towards the end of the episode i'm just gonna talk about gayness because it's pride month anyway (laughs) and that'll be one topic that i might have something to say about cool we can do that so do you want to start well i thought maybe we could just because things are changing now Mm -hmm. um we are sort of coming out of lockdown on my birthday and yes also by the way just so everyone knows <laughs> no. nice birthday is coming up <laughs> is it, i don't know does my birthday count like a lockdown birthday anymore well i'm not sure this is the thing so what is it so non-essential shops have been open for about a week now would you say is that about right yeah i think so so that's happened so people have been um Crowding in the in Primark malls and yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I, I mean I don't actually know because it's not like we've gone no. to the shop, so I'm not sure whether like how much we cycled past a mall the other day. That's true, and there was a and long queue. <laughs> like why? What? Like anyway. Then also, like you say rightly, so from your birthday, so from Fourth of July, um, museums and cinemas will be able to open again. Yeah, and also the other news was that outdoor markets like summer fairs, car boot sales, that sort of thing, um, they can all go ahead again. And not only that, but they can even go ahead without planning permission. So usually, obviously, you need some sort of permit to to hold a random 
street sale somewhere or something. But so we're clearing the attic. That. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the the point is that I think well that they're naming them the new feel good laws because um, <laughs> just to make you feel a little better. Yeah. So you know we'd be able to sell and drink booze out in the in the streets. Just what do you mean, like out of my booth, the car booth? Yeah. What? Yeah, it says it. So you can. I'm in business, people. Yeah, no, you don't need planning permission. Alcohol will be widely available to take away. No, but but you have to have a still a license to sell alcohol, right? I don't. I mean, I assume so. Because otherwise, there's a bunch of teenagers out there that are just became <laughs> my best friends. Yeah, no, I, I presume this is just, you know, people who have a license to sell alcohol can now just sell it wherever they want, really. By the way, I'm not endorsing underage drinking. And as we have already seen with a lot of pubs, you know, the sort of eating and drinking, so not only pubs, but also restaurants, eating and drinking outside is obviously widely encouraged right now. Sure. So that, I mean, it's always been, especially in the summer, but, but now it's like, take, take it to the park next door kind of yeah. thing. But sort you know, of policy. usually in England, you know, if, if you're in a, especially if a pub is like maybe in a residential street or something, then there's always this like... Don't Not drink drinking outside, on the street. Don't go on the street. And now it's the complete opposite. It will be allowed to drink in car parks. And as, as I was yeah. saying to you a couple of days ago, as much as England tried to move away from that uh, European approach towards street drinking, look at us now. Now that we have the Brexit coming down the road, mm. we're embracing all the European ways. Yes. And maybe just a very brief update on the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Obviously, that's still going strong as well, and various things have happened. One thing I noted down that was quite positive was that various companies now pulled their advertisement on Facebook. Yeah. And why is that? Because uh, Facebook has very much failed to do anything about removing hate speech. So in response to that... There was an interesting article that, to be honest, I didn't finish reading uh, because it's quite extensive, but uh, there was an interesting article about how Facebook and Twitter are handling Trump separately. Anyway, it's, it's an interesting article. You should look it up. It's on The Guardian, I think. Because, yeah, there's, the social media is, is kind of on a bit of a war with politicians right now, particularly Trump. Yes, and you actually, I think, mentioned this in a previous episode already, but it was all over the news again, the fact that, obviously, Trump, we, we did mention that Trump was going to hold this rally in, in Tulsa, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and as it turned out, loads and loads of seats ended up being empty, obviously making Trump look quite bad. I mean, he always looks bad anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, so hundreds of seats were left empty, and why... Because these uh, K-pop fans, and this is the thing that I think we had mentioned before already. Um, yeah, no, these guys are totally they, like on the ball. Yeah, so it was K-pop fans and also users of TikTok bought loads of these tickets. Mm. And when I say bought, that's maybe the wrong word because what really happened is that they're for free, um, right? Trump exactly. He um, was trying Just to promote booked. free registration, you know, online or via your mobile phone. So they just, you know, register essentially occupy the seats were exactly, and then obviously didn't show up. Um, yeah, so that was quite. A it would have been initiative, an even bigger movement if they showed up with, you know, the banners for another party or something like that. Risky as well. <laughs> it was Trump supporters there. It just made me think of this prank uh, when I, I don't know. 
a few years back when Trump did a visit in one of his golf clubs in Scotland. Uh, there was this comedian, sorry, I don't remember his name, uh, which probably uh, misses the whole point of even mentioning this <laughs> this prank. But anyway, the guy essentially booked a room in that same hotel and stayed there for a few days or whatever. He just blended as part of the media, of the press that was there to cover the speech. And then when Trump did his speech at the hotel, he, he threw some golf balls with the swastika uh, logo on them. It's essentially accusing him of being a racist. It was good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I haven't heard of that one before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, I can't remember his name is... I know that he plays a character that is meant to be from Essex. Don't know. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah. It, would, it was a good prank. So yeah, there you go, K-pop fans. Well done. And users of TikTok, which clearly we're not, because... <laughs> yeah, no, we're not. No. Uh, I don't know. Is it even a different generational thing now, I think? Maybe people no. are using it too, are they? No, I don't think it's generational. It's more about what you do. Like It's <laughs> it's very much targeted to people that tend to do videos, and like it's, it's more about how you use media. Right? It's not generational. It's more about what you aim to achieve with your media, social right. media. Right, yeah, obviously wrong wrong audience with me here. Yeah, I mean, I'm already kind of forcing you into these ones. <laughs> well, I had one, one other big one, unless you... No, let's go for it, because I think it, it ties very nicely with uh, how the lockdown is easing. Like, this week, because it's so hot, uh, like, places like Southampton or Bournemouth and all, like, all of these places around the UK, just completely crowded with people. The pictures were insane. It's, it's like, I, I don't know, it's what I, I think I remember seeing for spring break back in the 90s, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the sort of pictures that I would see of, like, so, yeah, yeah. like, Ibiza kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it looks awful. Like, and then so you're about to talk about uh, ways oh, to I use see how you're tr- how you're how you're linking that in now. Yeah. Yes. So okay. I'm also talking about the beach and the sea. Yes. Yeah, and global warming. And global warming. Go yeah. for it. So I basically read this very long, interesting article in the Guardian about the seasteading movement, which I had not been aware of yet. Mm-hmm. In short, I suppose it is all about. Um, Living in the sea. Moving to live on the sea. On the sea, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Creating like new cities that are basically floating on or over our oceans. Oh, shit. I'm sure someone out there is thinking of of the film. There's a film already about that sort of thing, but it's more like an apocalyptic film where the sea levels have uh, risen enough that all the cities are actually on the water. Yeah. And now all there is is mostly water. There's obviously the legend of somewhere being there being land and people keep going around trying to find that piece of land. Yeah, uh, Kevin Costner, I think, is in it. Okay. I'll, I'll have a look whilst you <laughs> keep talking about this idea of living on the sea. Yeah, so obviously one of the aspects of it is to move on to the sea because of the rising sea levels and how we might just have to do that considering that, well, this is a quote here, over the next 40 years... The world is expected to build 230 billion square meters in new construction, says this one guy, um, which is <laughs> the equivalent of adding one New York City every month. Obviously, we can't really accommodate that kind of growth. No, we can. I mean, we're, we're already so, too many people. Keep it in your pants. Yes. So, 
So, yeah, what they're proposing this as as one solution without the kind of devastating effects of, of land reclamation or deforestation and so on. And because, and obviously, so it's all meant to be very like eco and like it's quite like utopian, futuristic kind of design. And because it's all floating above the water, the 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 other b- big bonus would be that if you're creating these little communities and cities, if um, you can play Tetris with them, exactly, exactly. So you know you can move the city around to accommodate new needs. So let's say suddenly you need another school or hospital, you just you know reshuffle away, you know, a part of the city and just like plonk, you know, a fresh kind of building block, yeah, in the middle of it. Um, I can see how that works, but again, you and me previously talked about this when you were telling me that you found the article, and one of my biggest... I don't have anything against the idea, but my only worry was that um, where does the... uh, The waste go. go? Not only waste of consumption, but like human waste. waste. But also... Again, it's just this idea that we're really just kicking the can down the road because we still have a, a problem with the space. We still have a problem that this world is just not sustainable any longer. Yeah. Uh, so really the solution is like, we've got to move to Mars. Got to move into space. And in fact, um, again, one of these people that is involved in the seasteading movement also sees it as sort of just an intermediary step to then really be moving into space. And also how convenient that would be because, you know, these uh, floating platforms on the ocean are the perfect kind of launch pads for rockets, you know, going going up into into space. Um, just to quickly note a few other points, because so far I think we've just kind of outlined what it's actually about and what kind of the vision is, but there there is a very political aspect to this as well. People want to form new countries, essentially. Yeah, so, I mean, in fact, it is a very, so the actual seasteading movement, they're, they're a libertarian group, and basically what they want to do is they want to establish these permanent autonomous ocean communities in order to kind of innovate and experiment with different kind of social, political and legal systems. You know, these kind of new floating nations that are supposed to restore the environment, enrich the poor, cure the sick and liberate humanity from politicians. Um, I mean, it sounds pretty utopic. <laughs> yeah, it does. You know, it's the kind of this idea of like, almost like Silicon Valley-ish, like these startup societies, you know, that um, are forced to compete for citizens in a in a free market of different ideologies. Um, so essentially it's like, look, it's almost like you would be almost applying like for a job within the city to be a citizen would be like, this is what we offer, so do you want to be our citizens exactly, kind of thing. Exactly that. So it's like, you know, you might be living in one kind of startup society that has certain social, political values, legal systems, etc. And if you don't like it, oh, well, just move on to the next one. Well, hopefully. So there's no passports? Well, I don't know. You can literally just swim to the next one (laughs) (laughs) if if you got the the lungs for it. I think, uh, I'm not sure if I remember this correctly, so this shouldn't be a quote, but as far as I understood, there was actually a couple who tried to do this um, off the coast of, of Thailand, off the island of Phuket. So they actually established their own little, I mean, it basically just looks like a little hot futuristic in the- <laughs> hut house 
thing on a pole in the sea that failed i think they they got into big arguments with, with i don't know again, i suppose it was thai authorities and um so that didn't that didn't really work out so the these this couple then became kind of a larger group, let's say, who are now trying to do it in Panama. Um, then there's also another different uh, set of people who are trying to do it in French Polynesia. But that was like a very big project that seemed to be going ahead. But it has, as far as we know right now, it's it's also failing. Um, Why is it failing? Because they, so they were trying to go about it in a different way. They weren't trying to just like claim a part of the ocean for themselves and just like set up their own little like nation state but um, they were trying to do it together with the French Polynesian government so the government originally agreed to it because they thought this is actually a good idea to address the the rising sea levels because French Polynesia is very yeah. much affected yeah. by that um, and also environmental degradation and all of these things um, so they were in the project because of that but the the it was actually the seasteading institute they um, were really more about like autonomy and creating right. this kind of yeah new autonomous uh, society on on the sea so that's why i think they sort of clashed in in their views i guess to conclude there seem to be people out there trying to do this and i don't know what do you think do you think this might actually be the future or uh, i don't know i don't i don't see people moving to the sea so happily uh, it's, it's like a massive movement. I mean, we cannot even agree that global warming is a thing, uh, you know, like to actually then change living in a global scale is, is, is I don't think is doable. So there the, the might be sort of, sort of smaller projects popping up rather than nations. I don't even think they'll, they'll have that freedom that they think they can achieve. Uh, there'll be more like projects potentially still under an actual inland government. And I guess I've always been people. I remember because I know there's even like a little lonely planet of micronations. Yeah, you know that lists all these mm. kind of small kind of you know yep, people little. who have kind of claimed some land and declared it their, like, own, um, their own currencies and their own. Uh, what is the one in uh, Copenhagen? Um, yeah, the Christiania. Christiania. Example. Yeah, yeah, and there's there's plenty of other other examples. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm not sure whether that's really the future. By the way, the, the film that I was talking about is called Waterworld, um, and it's from 1995. Um, yeah, it didn't work out very well on that one, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I'm not sure whether it's, it's a it's a potentially good idea, as there is many out there. I'm not sure that's gonna be the the winner, and I, I don't see like even made me think of at some point they were. People were trying to suggest for the world to have only one uh, time system. So literally just 24 hours yeah. all across the world. And, and people are just refusing, like it, just to change their clock, the idea of conception of time. So to actually change something physically. But I think this might be a little bit different because we might just be forced, you know, with rising sea levels, with environmental degradation, we might just be forced to find somewhere else to live sure uh, with but you that, know growing populations and blah, 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 all of that um i mean there's so many things to address about that like uh, that, that's what i was talking about uh global warming because uh yesterday i was again reading an article uh where scientists are literally panicking that we are within the next couple of years we need to do something about global warming because otherwise we're going to enter that pace where 
it doesn't even matter anymore what we do. Yeah. And um, and they're thinking that that might uh, essentially lead to a, it doesn't mean for humanity, but some sort of mass extinction for other species. Uh, and obviously we'll suffer as well. So essentially what they're thinking is happening. The example they gave there is like, if you have a, a fizzy drink in the fridge, it's like nice and fizzy and it's got gas in it. But if you put it in hot, in heat, straight away the, the oxygen or the the gas kind of separates from the liquid and then you end up just with a flat drink. And essentially that's what would happen with Earth. Like oxygen would just kind of separate from, from the air, from our air. And then we'll actually be deprived of oxygen. So Wonderful. Yeah, it's going to be a nice one, guys. Uh, hope you're enjoying the beach. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I don't know if it was the same article, but also it was a few weeks ago that I read about the fact that we are basically in the, the sixth yeah. global mass extinction yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's the first one after the the dinosaurs, and there was five before that, including the dinosaurs. So yeah, this would be the sixth one, so it's probably the same article. By the way, all of our info, we tend to get it either from the Guardian, so just go there, or the other one, what is it, the Independent. Yeah, so you wanted to talk about being gay? <laughs> yeah, um, so we actually just, uh, before we forget, uh, we're trying to organize an episode where we get more people. We want to have as many people from the width of the spectrum as possible. Yeah, I was just, you know, all of this Pride Month, I guess, was making me think a little bit of what might mean being gay, at least in a country where I'm free to be. Um, I did read another article yesterday in, in Chechnya where things are awful over there. Um, so, yeah, in a way, it's, it's kind of, you know, as much as I come from a country where it's still very much more than thrown upon, like there's a lot of uh, homophobia and sometimes even violence against gay people, depending on whereabouts in the country you are. This is Mexico. This is Mexico. You know, I'm still way better off than someone in Chechnya or in some Plenty of, of other countries yeah, plenty around of the world still, yeah. unfortunately. So yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to celebrate it, I guess, and maybe do a little bit, same as with the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, we don't, we can't forget that there's people out there like us that are still struggling and that are still suffering uh, because they want to be who they are. I'm probably going to be do the same that I did with Black Lives Matter movement, so I'm probably going to put a list together of places where we can donate or volunteer or, or I don't know just uh, we can do something about it because there's tons of people out there that you know they just want to love who they want to love or want to be with who they want to be they want to have sex with whoever they want to have sex and they can't uh, and they get punished killed or tortured for it absolutely yeah or they just want to be the gender that they want to be um, obviously yeah. trans rights have been all over the news again yeah recently uh, and it's really by the way it's really awful to see some parts of for example lesbians or other people who also don't fall within binary terms that are essentially in fight with trans people and it's like if anyone should understand it should be you and somehow we're some of us don't want to just embrace them as they are and uh, that's awful. I was, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to give air to people who are like anti-transgender. But um, no, no, I guess, yeah, 
the big news I was referring to was without wanting to give air to to the people who um, are causing the damage, but um, the fact that now loads of um, authors have quit the J.K. Rowling agency, yeah. yeah, because of precisely this issue and her her views on on this topic, which I'm sure many of you have will have read about. Yeah, I'm well. sure people know about it. Um, yeah, it's not that I don't want to address her views in particular. It's just that I think. Um, you know, a lot of people are kind of cannot understand how someone who wrote uh, a franchise of books that essentially is based on embracing differences is now so close-minded uh, about a specific group of people. Yeah, she obviously, without wanting to unpick um, this entire argument now, and then also not wanting to speak for her, but from what I've gathered, I guess there's she is coming from a certain place and there are reasons for her having those views that she has. Not to say that I feel like they're particularly justified, but... Um, it's not the fact that she's got reasons. It's the fact that she's not willing to read up on the subject and talk to people and listen and maybe approach her trauma from a more constructive way instead of completely ostracizing the whole group. Just, you know, just work on yourself because really... That's probably where the problem is. Absolutely. Anyway, let's not go on a downer. <laughs> I know. Now we need some. Uh, because to be honest, once once uh, you have the freedom to be who you are, is the most beautiful thing you can possibly do. Yeah, I I, I like being <laughs> who I am. I enjoy it. It makes me happy, and because I'm happy, I can make someone else happy. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Um, anything else that you have for this one? No, I think that's a wrap for today. Yeah. Desperate uh, to jump into a cold shower? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you, you caught me off guard there. I was still thinking about gays. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, the only thing I, I've almost forgot to mention, um, there is a documentary on Channel 4 that people should check out. Uh, that should actually, I should have mentioned it uh, in line with the Black Lives Matter movement, called the school that tried to end racism. Essentially, it's a school that um, in, within their student population, they try to, to have 50-50 uh, ratio of students, so 50 white students and 50 from other minorities, uh, 50%, uh, by the way. And so it, it just follows how that worked out. Um, so I haven't watched it myself. I read that review. It sounds really good. And uh, so I'm in for watching it. And so maybe people can watch it as well. Let's. Okay. All right. Cold shower time. Yeah. Uh, or email address. I was about to give my personal email address there. <laughs> this <laughs> All is right. frazzled I am. <laughs> um, isolationboothpod at gmail.com. That's right. And our Instagram account isolation booth pod and twitter at isolation booth and the facebook page which is the isolation booth there you go yes just get in touch guys especially if you want to be our guest on that round table that i'm trying to organize uh we need you so get in touch and wash your hands happy isolation not so much isolation anymore Bye. Say, Bye. I get around, but that's not me now. A housebound, staying inside, staying indoors, trying to obey these draconian laws. Baby, we're on lockdown. Maybe.
bit blue But it's not about me, it's about you Wash your hands, don't touch your face You're better off inside, I rest my case Baby, we're on Stop him getting downcast like listening to this podcast. Baby, we're on lockdown.